Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. And we have a new king. And this new king has a blank check from God. What does he request? Let's get into it. Well, once again, welcome back to the podcast. We are on our journey through the Bible. We've crossed over 100 day 150. I don't know where we are exactly today, but we've crossed over day 150. And we've been in the life of David. We've seen kind of Samuel, and then which was the last judge. And then we got into the first king, which was Saul. And then his downfall, and we saw David, the good and the bad with David. But uh, And I love studying David. As a matter of fact, this Sunday night, I'm going to, unless something changes, which I almost did today when I was studying through some things, but I still plan on preaching on David. Really what I talked about last week in the podcast, but more in depth about David's humility and, um, or excuse me, David's pride and how God humbled him. But now David has passed away and his son has taken reign. It started with a little bit of controversy. His other son, Adonijah, tried to take the kingdom and uh, tried to kind of go for a little bit. Bathsheba said, whoa, I don't think this is supposed to happen. She went to David while he's on his deathbed. And and uh, David announced, no, 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 my son Solomon is going to be the next king. And Solomon was a good king. He In First Kings chapter 3, we begin to see a little bit about him. It says some great things about him. It says that Solomon loved the Lord. It's a great start. He had, a, he had a love, a passion for God. And I think we see that. We see that in his writings. Was he a perfect man? No. And we're going to get into that as we continue on in this study of him. But, um, but he did love the Lord. And another good statement it says about him, he was walking in the statutes of David, his father. And so David was a man that though he had some, uh, some sins about him, the Bible was very honest about it. But he, he, he walked with God. He loved God. And it says that Solomon walked after those same statutes, those same values that David had. I find this interesting. It says, only he sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. As we continue our study through different kings in the future, you'll notice those high places were always bad areas. It led to idolatry. The good kings would tear down those high places and not allow people to worship these false gods in those high places. Solomon didn't tear it down. It says he, he did leave and he, and he worshiped and offered incense in those high places. But he loved God. And, he, and he, at the end of at chapter 3, at the end of verse 5, something happened to Solomon. He got what I called in the introduction a blank check. He got a request from God that is unlike any other. It says, <clears throat> verse 5, in Gibeon, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. Now just think about that for just a second. If God came to you right now and said, hey, just ask, what do you want? What do you want? What would you say? I think if you ask a teenage Brad this, he would answer different than 41-year-old Brad would, would answer this. But both of those would still probably be somewhat selfish. <clears throat> I, you know, I, if you ask teenage Brad, I'd probably be like, "Oh, I want a big house. I want. I don't want to ever have to work. I mean, all these different things. Never having to work would be a good idea, actually. 
even now at 41 year old Brad, I'm ready to retire. But, but he, he answers with a unique thing because he's just, remember, he's just taken the kingdom. He's, he's been given the keys to this kingdom from his dad, who was a man after God's own heart. Was it, was it's tough shoes to fill a tough man to follow. Uh, Israel loved David. And now Solomon is the king. His son is already, not his son, but his brother, half-brother, already tried to take the kingdom at first, and now he has it. There's some others that may be vying to try to get that kingdom. I mean, this is, this is I mean, it's a difficult situation. Just imagine trying to lead the nation. I mean, we, we are getting ready to go through another uh, presidential election in a few years. We're hearing about it already. And although we're all experts at sick met and criticizing what our leaders do, could you imagine if you were in charge? Can you imagine if you had to pull the trigger? If you had to make these decisions? It, I want nothing to do with that. The less decisions I have to make, the better. My wife and I cannot make decisions. We can't. We can't even go on a date because we can't decide where to eat. Because I'll say, I don't care. Where do you want to eat? She'll say, I don't care. Where do you want to eat? And I'll say, I don't care. Where do you want? We just can't make a decision. And I know. I just feel like as a guy, I, I, I. When I say I don't care, I literally don't care. It doesn't matter. But I feel like for ladies, maybe I'm wrong. I know a lot of ladies listen to this podcast, but I feel like when they say I don't care, they actually do care about a few things. So sometimes I'll do it to pick at my wife. Now, I don't know where I'm getting sidetracked here, but she'll say, I don't care. So I'll pick somewhere I know she doesn't want. And then she'll just look at me and say, I thought you didn't care. So I don't know. I always sense that there's a little bit of care in there, but we can't make decisions. And so I can't imagine being Solomon taking over for a very popular king. And now you have to make these decisions. And so God says, ask what ye shall give him. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept him in this great kindness, and thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as, as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Now, he wasn't a child. But what he's saying is, God, I, I'm I'm a novice at this. I I don't know, I don't know how to run a kingdom. I don't know that anyone really fully does when they get into those positions. It's bigger than you can think. He says, God, I don't know what to do. He says, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. He says, there's there's so many people that are counting on me, God, and I'm in this position. I don't know what to do. So here's his request. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And his and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. Basically what Solomon was saying is, God, I need discernment. I need wisdom. I've got to lead this nation, who this this people you can't even number, these people that you love, this people that my father led so wonderfully. I now have to lead these people, and I don't know how to do that. I don't. I I, I need wisdom. I need discernment between good and bad. That is what I need. And when he requested that, he didn't request riches. He didn't request mansions. He didn't request any of those things. He requested 
wisdom and understanding and discernment to know how to lead his people. When he requested that, it says it, it pleased God. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life. Man, could have had long life. Would that have been good? I don't know. It depends on how long of life. You have long life in your prime. Maybe it'd be good, but long life. He said, you didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for riches. Of course, that would be number one for a lot of people. He says, nor hast thou asked for the life of thine enemies. That wouldn't have been a bad one. Hey, God, can you just kill all my enemies? Take care of all my enemies. No one left that's around for a king. That's a big one. So now you, you're ruling a nation that's not under threat, which is something we haven't discussed. It is a king... When you're leading a nation, you're also the military leader. You're constantly under the threat of an attack. So he said he didn't ask for that. But has asked for thyself understanding and discernment and judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. He said, I'm going to give that to you. And lo, I have, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither shall there any arise like unto thee. And here's the bonus. I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all the days. But here's the, oh, let me just stop right there for a second. God was so pleased with the request of Solomon that he says, I'm not only going to grant that to you, but I'm going to give you some of the things, the honor and the riches that you did not ask for. And Solomon became a man that was absolutely loaded. God gave him great riches and he had great honor and he was the one of the wisest men to ever walk this earth he was extremely wise that's he wrote the book of proverbs majority of the book of proverbs that's why i encourage people to read the book of proverbs it's inspired by god and written by humanly so it's inspired by god but written humanly by the wisest man to walk this earth and so it's got so many practical truths for us and helps for us and Solomon wrote it, and I'm sure maybe in their next few, maybe in our next month or so, they're going to be sprinkling in Proverbs as we're reading this because Solomon wrote Proverbs. And when you do get into those, and, and, and it's, it's like a lot of individual nuggets, but they're all good for us. And so God says, I'm going to give you that, and I'm going to give you these others. But then there's some condition, verse 13, uh, verse 14. And if thou wilt walk in my ways, to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then will I lengthen thy days. Here's something else I'm going to give you too. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And, and he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. So he, he received this. And he had a first test. It was an interesting story. I don't want to get deep into the weeds of this story, but these two women had babies, and one died in the night, and the other one stole the other lady's baby. It was nursing and said that that was her baby, and they were fighting over this, so they came before the king. And the king, here, here's his first decision in wisdom. He says, split the baby in half and give one half to the one, one half to the other. And you would think, whoa, that's the dumbest thing ever. Well, what he knew was the real mom was going to want the life of that kid to be safe. So the real mom said, no, stop, go ahead and give it to her. That's fine, as long as the baby's alive. The other mom, who didn't really care, she just said, no, go ahead and split it in two, which is just a dumb statement. I heard that, I was reading through that this morning, I thought, that is the dumbest statement. Who would ever just say, who would want to watch a baby split in two? But Solomon used that, and it says that his, that, that his wisdom was started to spread about throughout the nation. Everybody knew that he was wise. Now, let's bring this home. Solomon's now king, he's asked for wisdom, and he's going to act in wisdom. But let's bring it home to you and I.
as we close out this podcast. Would you not agree that we need wisdom? We, we, we're not going to lead a nation. No one listening to this podcast is ever going to be president of the United States. But we do lead our homes. We do lead classes. Some lead churches. We, we, we have influence over people. And we're living in a, a, a world that is growing more and more wicked. In a world that is trying to cast more and more doubt on the Word of God and on the values of the Word of God and getting you to second-guess yourself and to question yourself. And so we need wisdom. We need wisdom to raise godly kids and to have a godly home. and We just desperately need wisdom. The Bible tells us in James, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. He's not going to criticize you for asking for that. He says God will give it. So today, the, the, the standing really offer that God offered to Solomon is there for us. He says, when you lack wisdom, just ask me. I'll give wisdom. So we need it. Every day, we need to be asking God, God, I need wisdom here today as, I go, as I'm in this situation. I don't know how many times in my life I've whispered a small prayer, God, give me wisdom in this situation. Sometimes I just take it for granted, that little prayer, and I probably need to get back to praying it more from the heart rather than just a repetition. But we need wisdom in this crooked world that we live in. And so I, I guess in today's podcast, my challenge for you is to is to begin to think through this prayer, God, I need wisdom in blank. God, give me wisdom today as I try to handle this situation with my son. God, I need wisdom today as I try to talk to this this person that's upset. God, I need wisdom as I teach this lesson. God, I need wisdom as I preach this message. God, I, I, I just to pick generally, God, overall, I've got to make some big decisions in my life. I need some wisdom right here. Teenager, I need some wisdom as I'm going to choose my college. Learn to ask God for wisdom because he says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and he upbraideth not. He's not going to get on to you. We desperately need wisdom today. And I think as we study through Solomon's life, we're going to see some times that he was, he was extremely wise. Other times, he was not so wise, like when he had 700 wives and 300 concubines, or vice versa. He had 1,000 people, that he, women. Maybe not the wisest choice. But he was a man that lamented that later on in his life in the book of Ecclesiastes. And he talked about the foolish decisions he made. Because remember, God said, hey, as long as you walk in these ways. And when Solomon walked in the ways of God, he had the wisdom. But he made some foolish decisions too. And you and I probably look in our life and say, hey, I've made some foolish, foolish decisions. Yeah, but the thing is we have access to God every day. Every moment of every day, we can come to God and say, God, I need wisdom. And then by faith, we trust that he's going to give us wisdom as we move forward in whatever decision we have to make. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back on Sundays. We get into Romans chapter 8. Now we're almost halfway through the book been exciting study through the book of Romans and then you all following along in this exciting study throughout the Bible. We're almost halfway through the year. We're almost to June and we are we are making some progress. So thank you for being a part of this podcast. 
uh, feel free to leave me a note. Feel free to ask any questions you want. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. And have a wonderful week.